I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Reigns from XDP. This is Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. Corey Willis from PPI. I'm Drew with D&J Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. Diesel Podcast. You're listening to The Diesel Podcast. The Diesel Podcast. The one and only Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We've got another exciting Diesel Podcast episode for you. One you won't get bored with and fall asleep listening to. Today's podcast, we're talking about a ton of cool things. we got truck talk, turbos, even bacon recipes. Before we get to that, though, we want to tell you guys about a really cool giveaway that Snyder Performance Engineering is doing. All you got to do is go to their website. It's spediesel.com and go to giveaway. They've got a ton of Adams polishes, which is it does amazing things with paint, making your truck look good. Just go over there, enter. And they're going to be announcing a winner here pretty soon. So just head on over again. It's spediesel.com and then giveaway. And also, we want to thank PPI. They're making this episode possible. Those guys got the tuning dialed in on Duramax, Cummins, Power Strokes, EFI Live, EasyLink. Ton of cool options, custom tuning. So if you got a, you know, a, a compound setup, triple turbos, built transmission, stock transmission, they've got it. Just call 888-556-0743. But now we're going to get to the podcast. We got Jimmy McIntosh on, the big uh, fan of the podcast. Been around the diesel scene a while, and we're gonna we're gonna chat with him, and have a great time. Welcome, Jimmy, to the Diesel Podcast. Long time no talks. Glad to have you on today. Thanks. I'm proud to be on it with you. <laughs> For the podcast, we were talking about uh, some different recipes, how you can use bacon. So while we're chatting right now, I'm looking online on all the different things I could put bacon on, and I'm, I'm getting kind of hungry, man. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I had uh, a refined Kentucky Fat Man's meal with bacon-wrapped asparagus tonight. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh, it was pinky up all the way. <laughs> I remember years ago, like, somebody's like, hey, have you ever had uh, bacon, bacon on top of a donut? I was like, nah, I don't know if I'd try that. Then I I had one, and that's absolutely my favorite flavor style of donut. Is it all? Uh, what is it? Voodoo out there? Voodoo donuts or something like that. What's the donut yeah, place out there? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is Voodoo Donuts. I've I've had them. They're really good. They do some a lot of different flavors. Had uh uh. Coca-Cola chocolate cake with uh, bacon-infused icing once. That was, <laughs> that was to die for. <laughs> I, I bet there's recipes out there to do it. I'd probably have to, like, find the recipes and, like, I can't I can't bake at all, but maybe have someone make something for me and sprinkle some stuff on top. <laughs> uh, I, I'm no baker, but I can eat with the best of them. <laughs> well, so can I. So can I. Food's my weakness. <laughs> man, I was we. I've seen your truck before. Like, I've seen pictures of it, and my favorite, my favorite year range of Cummins is the 0607, and especially the Mega Cabs. I wish I was a little bit older at that time, or you know, in a position to buy one, like just at at that time. But they are so. It's so hard to find like a clean common rail that you know the history on you know you can it, it didn't have triple turbos on it and 
crazy stuff and get raced every week, you know? Yeah, I, I got blessed with my truck. I, I know the the lineage of it. The uh, two previous owners are within the next county of me, and I trust the second guy off <clears throat> for him saying he bought it. It's It's still all stock componentry with the engine, just light bolt on stuff. It's uh, S&B intake and horn, a dual disc and a programmer, five inch exhaust, everything else is untouched and I'm elated to have it. I've looked, you know, before, you know, when I was in the market for one and either, it's so hard to find like one, one, we know the history of it, two, you know, it's, it's a good platform that if you want to do stuff to it, you can. Or, you know, like kind of the opposite thing you see is the thing was used in the oil fields or, like, as a construction truck. And, you know, it was used how they're intended to be used. But just finding those those clean ones is tough. Yeah, it is for sure. I, I never, uh, before I got my truck, I went from, I had a 98 12-valve that I had forever. And when I had kids, I needed something bigger. And I didn't want a club cab third gen because it's, the second gen has almost as much room, and I didn't really like the Mega Cabs because of the fenders, and when I bought my truck, I fell in love with it because you can lean over the bed and get stuff out of it, not like a regular dually. Yeah. Best invention ever. There's so much room in the back of them. You know, I have a couple of friends with them, and then we go camping or fishing or shooting or something, and I can, I'm, I'm a you know taller guy. I fit back there just fine. Like, it's... It's comfortable. Oh yeah, the uh, the back doors opening up to ninety degrees was a absolutely genius design too. I think that's my favorite style. My favorite style would definitely be the Mega Cab, and definitely mainly because of the motor. It was just that a Common Rail Five Nine is just so. It's before all the emission stuff, before the DPFs, the EGRs, all the crazy electronics with them. You know, they're just simple. yeah and. Uh, the other great thing is having friends in the diesel industry. If you ever want to upgrade, you can get cheap parts. <laughs> Everything's yeah. so much more affordable for the 5.9 as compared to the 6.7 where they're still fairly new. I mean, they've been out for a while, but it's so much more available, so much more known. Well, it's just that sound, too, like that, that 5.9 sound. You know, you get, like, a, a new truck. It could be any brand, but just off the lot. It, you know it's a diesel, but they don't sound the same. They're just, they're quieted down. You know, they're they're more refined with the, you know, the the sound barrier. You know, just the different materials they use to keep the sound down and road noise and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, I agree with you there, too. So if you're going to do anything to your truck, like, just say it's just going to be something you have fun with. What would you do to uh. it? Really like what uh, John Gilbert and them are doing. Their their turbos are really top notch. I'd, I'd like to get one of those and maybe just a small set of sticks. Nothing nothing major because I I want it to last me forever. And also, I know if you get into that cycle of upgrading, then the next thing you do is upgrade your upgrades, and then it never stops. You know, I always like to ask people, what's your favorite modification? And it gets a little tricky. It kind of depends on your goals for the truck. Now, say if I wasn't going to build the, the truck, you know, with aftermarket turbo injectors, all that kind of stuff, it would have to be tuning. Tuning, the amount of power you can take a stock truck, 
you know, where it's at now, add the power, it's the it's totally the best bang for the buck. You know, PPI, we've run their tuning. A lot of our customers have run their tuning. You're able to take, you know, a truck and add 150, 200 horsepower, or even more if you've got aftermarket injectors and turbo and things like that. Those guys spend a ton of time making sure those tunes are safe, that they're efficient, that the power delivery is smooth, and that you're happy with the product. So they stand behind it even after you've loaded it onto the truck. And if you have questions or you do future upgrades, they're there. If you're interested in custom tuning, just call 888-556-0743. They've got Cummins, Duramax, and Power Stroke all lined out. Now, if I was going to build the truck to do something a little different, maybe be a street truck or race it, my favorite modification would have to be a turbo. The sound of it, the way the power comes on, it's it's, it's really cool. Now, compounds, they, they do everything really well. I've always liked the bigger singles. The bigger singles just... I like that little bit of lag, and then bam, it just hits, and you, you got the sound, and it's fun. It, it's definitely a really fun setup. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are doing it with singles. It keeps that engine bay kind of freed up, too. You know, you just see, see that big turbo right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Easier to work on. You, so so simplistic with just one turbo, and there's, like you said, there's so many guys out there doing it with just one turbo, and you know, it, first the the compounds came on the scene and they they really took it over. And then guys started going triple, and they started kind of overrunning the guys with compounds. And now everybody said, you know, I can I can buy one turbo and keep up with these guys. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so crazy too. You know, with with the power level that trucks are at, and how quickly. You know, we all remember when. A 900 or 1,000 horsepower truck was insane. And now, in the performance world, you know, it's just like, eh, it's another 900 horse truck. It's another 1,000 horse truck. Oh, it only makes 1,200 horsepower? It's just the level has been pushed so far so quick. It's a really exciting kind of time, you know, in the performance and in the racing side. Uh, definitely is. It makes you wonder where, where it can go. I think it's a, I don't know, what was, people started breaking a 1,000 or well, you know, in street trucks and stuff. So the pullers, they've had crazy horsepower forever. But the the street scene, you know, a thousand horsepower was nine years, ten years, give or take ago. Yeah. You know. Now you got guys with what are Levon and Baca making twenty five hundred horsepower and the motors staying together. That's the thing. Yeah, they they are. There was guys doing the the glory pulls back when they were shooting for 2,000 horsepower and, you know, they were splitting the block every other time they got on the dyno. And, I mean, these guys are running the dyno and then racing the same truck with the same motor and, you know, going the whole season on it. It's just nuts. I think... I think the motor side they've got dialed in. I just wonder how long the transmissions can handle it because they're not... I mean, there's great builders out there, great products, you know, but I wonder if that's going to hold them back. You know, I know, I'm not sure how far it's, it's come or if it can even keep up with the power the motors are making or if, I don't know, I don't know. Levon and them being primarily a transmission shop, I, I think that really keeps them on the cutting edge and I, I know it kind of hurting with all the, trouble he had out at ucc but 
I think in that high horsepower world, uh, the ideas that Baca used with the the hybrid transmission and air shift and stuff, if if the horsepower keeps climbing, I mean, he he took a page right out of the the high horsepower drag racer book. But you know, those guys weigh like a third of the weight of him. So you know, it's just it's it's going to be a learning experience, but. I think things are going to change. It's it's not going to be a, a gold nugget or or anything that's being built right now. If they get much more horsepower, they're they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. That's what's really cool, though, is like you know those nine or ten years ago, a lot of the like technology and whether it's like with the engines or turbos or injectors or tuning or any of that stuff, is you know I think all those components kind of work together. You know, you just you throw some billet parts at something or you just go a little bit bigger on the turbo or you just throw a ton of fuel at it. But what those guys do on the track or sled pulling has totally allowed the, the guy who, you know, was building a street truck to have the best product available that's not going to break because it's been run on something at 2,500 horsepower, you know? That's, that's undoubtedly correct. The trickle-down effect is great for the little guy. I think that's really what these competitions do you know like the ucc and 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 diesel power challenge and all those different things just they showcase what all no matter the type of truck it is whether it's power stroke duramax Cummins, whatever it might be as they push the the envelope so far they can go back and you know these guys build parts make parts and they say no we you know we need to do this we need to do that we need to come up with this product this is what i found you know happened at this race and you can buy it online or call them up or walk in the shop and you can get it, you know, pretty quick or, you know, when they release it, but it just helps the truck enthusiasts. It definitely does. Plus it, it, the, the wild side of it is, is great to get to witness too, like, uh, Wagler's motor and, uh, DNR's motor, the, the common rail 12 valve. I mean, that's, those things are just crazy. <laughs> it makes you wonder if it if it hadn't been for the UCC, would anybody go that crazy with a motor just, you know, right out of the gate? I don't know. I like to think it would happen, but I don't think as quick with as many people involved. You know, it might have been yeah. a couple people that did it, but it's it forces everyone from coast to coast, no matter what type of truck it is, to figure something out. And even, the, like, the inner brand competition, like... You know, the Duramax guys, they're not, not going to sit back and take it. You know, they're going to push the envelope. And, you know, the Power Stroke guys, they're just not going to sit back and say, okay, those guys can have it. They, they're they doing tons of things with those motors. Yeah, Rudy's, after ECC, Rudy's Promog was, uh, he's, uh, holds the record for Ford now for time down the track, I believe. Yeah, they're doing some crazy things. I think a lot of a lot of their R and D stuff come from their push for UCC. Even though you know the four wheel drive trucks is what they run out there, but you you learn something somewhere as it goes everywhere. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next year and and what kind of trucks you know these guys bring and how the, the setups may change. You know, and <laughs> see see what kind of fun. Everybody's going to have to lose a whole bunch of weight if they want to catch catch LeVon, that's for sure. And with, like, events, you know, I, there's there's not as many out this way as there are, you know, farther, you know, back east. There's just, 
I don't know. It's I want to make a trip. Probably take like three three months, not off, but do like a road trip, and just hit up all the sled pulls and drag racing and stop at all the different shops. And there's just so much diesel east of the Mississippi. So if you're a diesel enthusiast and you're not there, you got to go there and you got to make like a road trip, plan a week or two and just just go just go and see it. It's a good time of year over here. I think uh, now with, uh, uh, I can't think of what, Diesel Thunder, I think Michael Cassidy's show down in Florida, that was that started off the year, and it's there's been some sort of event every few weeks to a month ever since then, nonstop, and that'll continue all the way through the fall. One of the things I enjoy the most about them is what it's it just has like a family atmosphere to it that other things may not you know i've i've been to to shide and to different ones and you see families there you know and you see the enthusiasm and it's just something that's really cool versus you know saying go like going to a football game or baseball game and you go with your buddies or something and you know the family's not there and i've always been kind of drawn to that aspect of of diesel events or racing events you know, in general. And everybody take their hat off and stand up at the national anthem is the best part of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, they're very patriotic. Like, it, it, I don't know. It's just, it, it's a totally different kind of kind of event that you go to, you're proud to be there, you're going to have fun. You see really, you know, cool trucks doing things on the track or if they're sled pulling. Um, meet people. Meet the teams. Meet the, you know, the, the guys that are racing. They're, they're accessible. They're there. They want to talk, you know, and and you get to you get to meet them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all very very warm people. It's uh, I I love motorsports in general, but it it does seem like on the the gas side of things that you have more celebrities, and on the diesel side, it's they're just people, you know, and they don't care to talk to you. The diesel side's going to get there, though. I, I, oh, you know, I, get... I'm sure it will, no doubt. I'm glad we're <laughs> living in the time we are. <laughs> like the, the street outlaw stuff, I've watched that all the time. and I mean, those guys do some crazy stuff. and It's just how fast they go and the personalities and and everything. But that, that side of motorsports has been around a lot longer. And it's it's had time to mature. When the second Model T rolled out of the plant was the first drag race, I'd say. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have no doubt. I mean, that's, that's just how it is. And then, you know, you look at the diesels, it was, it's, what, 25 years or so? I mean, they diesels started getting mainstream 30 years ago, but, you know, the the whole aftermarket thing and really racing and everything that that didn't really start to grow big till about 20 years ago yeah it's progressed a long ways and I, i'm sure you're you're right the celebrity status is well on its way well i think i think the the diesel community needs it i think you know the i think what binds everyone together whether you drive a diesel truck you race it you're in magazines or whatever is you love diesel you love the motor you love how it performs and you want other people to know about it 
you want more people to buy them, more people to be involved in it and be, you know, excited about it. And it's just going to continue to grow with the great minds that are, you know, in this industry, the great companies. It's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's like the other motorsports. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd agree there. It's the same as just since I've been around it. It's it's grown exponentially, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. I don't either. I don't either. I I know that uh, like with the events and stuff, you know way more about them than I do because you, you, you've worked on them. Like you've, you're setting one up right now, right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing one on September 16th in London, Kentucky. We, uh, I affectionately enough decided because of the way the community and everything is to call it Family Ties. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, uh, me and uh, Nick Campbell and Donovan Jones are, are doing it together, and I just tossed around ideas and uh, Family Ties, Diesel Dysfunctions, the, the name that we settled on. Hoping to have a pretty good show. Are you guys are you gonna have uh, like drag racing? Is it gonna be mainly drag racing, or are you gonna have some sled pulling and show and shine and stuff like that? We'll have a uh, show and shine. I originally tried to uh, get a dyno, and I only had about three months to work on it. So when I got started, basically most people's sponsorship money was used for the year most people were already had their schedule set up so after a ton of logistical nightmares we weren't able to get a dyno or a sled for this year but we are having a show and shine then we're doing four classes of racing uh one of them being a outlaw round what you brung and then a 670 a 770 and an et class with the classes you got set up there's gonna be some good races. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. We we hope that uh, you know, with with the way we laid them out, that it'll have something for everybody from the fastest guys to a guy that drives his truck every day and just brings it down there to race it. That's where it all starts. It all starts with just going down there one time, like yeah, I'll, I'll run it. And that one time you run it, that's when you get hooked. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's why I got a, a stick shift truck. I'm not gonna run it. <laughs> I've seen some of those guys racing. They can run some gears. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> actually thought about it. It didn't uh, it didn't get much of a following. If if some guys show up, we might still do it in the uh, testing tune on Friday night. Have a little manual shift shootout. That would be fun to watch. I can't I can't row anything. That's why I like automatics. But <laughs> not me either. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I can drive one. I just can't you know, shift it very fast or really anything other than drive it from point A to point B and, you know, know when to push in the the clutch pedal and when to release it. That's about my extent. <laughs> That's all you need. Exactly, yeah. They're fun. They are fun. I do like them and there's a lot of control that you get with them and it's cool that uh, you still get a Cummins with a manual in it versus, you know, it's really, well, GM doesn't do it and Ford doesn't do it. That was what I looked for. Man, I was actually searching for a truck for a year and a half or so before I finally found mine because I wanted to get one with a stick. The temptation's too much with a 48 RE to just say, well, I'm going to build it. Well, I'm going to throw some power at it. <laughs> That's awesome. So the events, uh, 
September 16th? Yeah, uh, it'll be, uh, the test and tune is September 15th, uh, the actual drag race is September 16th. We've got a event page made up for it, family ties, diesel dysfunction, got a discounted rate at a hotel that's maybe 10 minutes from the track and it's less than a mile off the interstate. Oh, cool. That'll make it easy to, easy to get there and go have some fun and... So people can go on Facebook and, and just type in the event name and they can find, like, updates and times and all that stuff? Yeah, it's all listed right there in the info bar on the event page. Oh, cool, cool. I can't wait to see see some pictures and videos, and I'm sure it'll be an awesome, awesome time. And, you know, it's kicking off you know, right about when football season, you know, starting to get into swing. So it's like, you know, we transition from motorsports into uh, football and all the other sports, but... Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'd love to. Wish I could make it out there. Like I said, I'll, I'll add that to uh, to my tour schedule next year of awesome diesel events. That'd I want to see. <laughs> you get out this way, you're more than welcome. Come by, we'll sit out in the pool and have a beer. There we go. I can't turn that down. I can do, I can do that do that pretty well. Living here in elevation, and then going you know anywhere lower than here, my beer consumption level rises dramatically and which is bad and good <laughs> come on out we might might be able to locate you some nh bourbon too <laughs> uh, oh jim beam i love jim beam oh that that's one of my favorite drinks always has been i would <clears throat> jim beam in that move about three and a half miles from where i'm standing i've seen pictures of people I actually think I've saw it like their diesel truck pictures, but guys and be driving through Kentucky or something, and they stop by, and it looks it's just a building with the Jim Beam. I think it has the logo on it, and that's part of my list of stuff I want to see. Yeah, if you ever get out here this way, the there's they run the the Bourbon Trail. You go and take tours of multiple distilleries. That's a must if you come out this way. I was out there a long time ago, like a really long time ago. I went to Bowling Green. And Mammoth Caves, saw the Corvette um, Museum. It wasn't there very long, though. I didn't actually get to see all the stuff I wanted to see. But, yeah, I definitely want to go back. It's a beautiful state, uh, really nice people, great food. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on a l- little bourbon tour when I go out there. <laughs> yeah, Bowling Green, uh, uh, I think there's... There's some bourbon trail stuff in E-Town. I know there is in Bartstown. That'd be from Bowling Green about an hour and a half north, give or take. Not a bad trip at all. Okay. Okay. I'm going to add that down. Add that down to my trip, and uh, I'll definitely uh, let you know when I head out that way and and drink some beer and have some bourbon and watch some trucks race and everything. I definitely appreciate your time today and and, uh, talking with us about trucks and bacon recipes and event and how i can get inebriated when i go to kentucky <laughs> no doubt awesome like i said we appreciate your time jimmy and uh yeah i'll be keeping my eye out on the facebook page see some videos and everything and i know it'll be a be awesome time for everyone to go out there and, and see some cool stuff and have some family time in the motorsports world i appreciate you having me on don't forget diesel fans head on over to snyder performance engineering spdiesel.com Check out their uh, their giveaway that they got going. You win some Adams polishes for free. The winner's going to be announced here pretty soon, so make sure you head on over there. And also, if you're looking for custom tuning for your Cummins Duramax Power Stroke, 
Just call 888-556-0743. Tons of options for you where they just want a little bit more power, you know, for towing or you want, you know, 1,500 horsepower and everything in between. All right, guys, Till next time, keep the shiny side up.